Hey, Bitch Talkers, we are flashbacking this week to a couple of Sundance interviews from 2021 because these films are finally being released this coming Friday and it's Captain Party's birthday this week and she's going on a very much needed vacation out of the country. If you see either film in a theater near you and uh, you feel safe enough to go, please go support these indie filmmakers. This first one is called We're All Going to the World's Fair, which again opens this Friday in select theaters near you. We interviewed the director Jane Schoenbrunn and actor Anna Cobb back at Virtual Sundance in 2021 with our honorary bitch talk sidekick, John Wildman. If you're into psychological thrillers, this film is totally for you. And... Um, it's just, it's very, very well done. It's not a horror film. It's a thriller. Um, but please go see this film after you listen to our interview from Sundance 2021. Again, we're with director Jane Schoenbroom and actor Anna Cobb. You will hear our friend John Wildman on this interview. And thanks so much for listening and support independent film. Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind the scenes videos and two minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear... Rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Well, here we go. We are on filmsgonewild.com and Bitch Talk. Uh, I'm John Wildman, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Angela Deborah and Aaron Lim. And we are virtually at Sundance 2021. And we this is this one is a fun one for me. One because it's a it's a type of film that's so up my alley, but also because the director is a friend, Jane Schoenbrunn, and we have Anna Cobb. We're being introduced to in this film, and for this interview and for the film, we're all going to the World's Fair. All right, so Jane, let's start off with you uh, because we always begin these uh, these segments um, by having our filmmaker introduce the audience who hasn't seen the movie yet. Tell them what the movie's about. We're all going to the World's Fair, uh, which is my first feature film, is um, a film about a young woman uh, participating in an online horror role-playing game inspired by the creepy pasta community, which is a real community of people online who essentially tell each other and collaboratively create really elaborate and as scary as possible uh, stories, um, sort of like the internet's version of uh, campfire tales. Um, and the movie itself is really interested, not so much in like big scares, but in exploring emotionally, um, you know, creating a space to explore the internet and intimate relationships on the internet, but also um, to express um, sort of a um, a coming of age and 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 it, it, to to explore this sort of creative expression online. Well, and and it also, I'll tell you. Um, what I was loving about it is I love descent into madness films. And, 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 and this film, um, you know, it, it, it takes us down a path where we're questioning what we're watching. And, um, and with Anna's character, we're like going, 
holy crap, what's going on with her? And, and, and just what is she going to be capable of and what's going on? But I just wanted to say I was digging it. And I will also say, because I, I don't, we don't want to give spoilers away, but I will say this. Poe didn't deserve that. Okay. Let me just tell you right now. I agree. I a hundred percent agree. I agree. I agree. Poe didn't deserve that. But you know, we were all just, we were all just texting. Well, now we're really getting into spoiler territories, but um, we were all just texting each other pictures of, uh, of Poe's eyes. We all kept Poe's eyes as little souvenirs. But see, that's real life. Do we always get what we deserve? No, you know, and, and I, I have to preface this by saying I watched it at two in the morning, which maybe was a mistake, perfect. but or no. maybe it was perfect <laughs> because I was just seeing was Anna's perfect. I was seeing Anna's face in the shadows and it just, just stayed with me. But but really after watching it, I, I I started asking myself a lot of questions about even my own identity and how I present myself and, and how that's perceived to people. And a lot of that is linked with how we present ourselves online versus how we really are. And you know, we we we're used to not trusting other people. Are they telling the truth? But when it comes to a point where can I trust myself and, and what I'm feeling that just, it really just, was that an intended uh, result of watching the film? And, and, and I would love to talk about how you, you channeled that, that sort of, sort of madness. So if, if you want to start Jane, if that was an intended or was it a 2 a.m. result? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the film is really, um, all about performance in my opinion. And it, it, it's all about, um, I, th I think if you go into the film and, and watch the film, never forgetting that you're watching a movie where um, we're never quite sure what's going on on the other side of the character's eyes. Um, and we're never quite sure what is acting and what is genuine. I think that um, there's a lot to dig into um, with, with the movie and um, you know, so much of uh, the movie is like, I, I'm sure that Casey and his character in the film is just as big a fan of Descent into Madness films as you are, John. And, um, you know, it, it's supposed to be a movie not just about horror, but about people who love horror and who are using the sort of genre tropes of horror to try to express themselves. The big thing with me was that thinking about like, what does it take to make like a good person convert into something that they were never supposed to be? And what was kind of like the thing that led them to that point. That's always the most interesting point uh, and part of the story to look at, at least for me. And that's the way that I really was able to channel Casey's energy was not looking at what was necessarily on the script, but what were the days that uh, Casey had to endure or what people did she meet that kind of shaped her perspective on the world? Because it always is kind of, if you hate the world, you probably are going through it within your own self internally. You probably are not a great fan of yourself. At least that's the way it works for me. I love myself now and I love the world now, but that was not necessarily that when I was in ninth grade, for example. Yeah, and um, I, I just finished watching the film this morning, so very different from Ange, but uh, very visceral um, and emotional, I think. And I know it's a horror film, but I, I wanna know if Jane and Anna can talk about the loneliness in the film and um, yeah. The intention of that. Yeah, you know, it, it for me, it's um a lot of a lot of conceiving of the film at its earlier earliest moments before I even had created the character of Casey um, was about trying to figure out what I wanted to express about the experience of the internet. Um, and you know, the internet is this lonely place in a lot of ways where the only reason we're there is because of other people, you know, and the only reason we're there, I think, is to sort of uh, be a part of a bigger global 
something, um, you know, or part of something very personal with one or several other people. Um, but there's this screen in between us. Um, and, you know, there's this anonymity and there's this um, strange feeling like I've been doing um, a lot of virtual parties and, you know, around Sundance, all these Zooms. And it's just so strange to be like, it's 2 a.m. Like I'm at a bar with friends and we're just like joking and talking. And uh, then we say goodnight and I close my computer and all of a sudden it's just like snap your fingers. I'm alone in my room again. Um, and that feeling of like push, losing yourself in a screen and the reality to us, it feels so personal and social and intimate. But in another reality, it's just like this interview right now. It's just me alone in a living room staring <laughs> into a piece of, you know, piece of plastic and metal. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about uh, uh, making this movie. And Anna, I mean, you know, anytime, of course, when you're acting, um, you know, you've got to deliver, uh, you know, for film. Uh, a lot of texture and a lot of nuance um, and, you know, and, and, and a lot of stuff that, that is very minute and specific. And for you, it's just your face and in, 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 in a lot of this uh, that, that we're watching. And I would love for you to talk about uh, how you and Jane worked to get that precision um, to make sure because it is so, every twitch of your eyebrows, every glance off to the side, everything is so freaking important in this film. Uh, it's vital. So please talk about that. All right. Thank you. It's, it's the, you touched on a point that I think is very important that it's kind of like the tiniest, uh, most minute things that we do that really, uh, as an actor, it really shows a lot. Thank you. But uh, well, with Jane, Jane was a person that was very um as in like very patient and she allowed me to have a lot of time months before filming to actually really understand who Casey was from front to back so that by the time we actually got on set it was a state of mind I was not Anna Cobb like I was a minor when we were filming I was 17 and my mom was there and I, I told my mom I said I'm not Anna I, I do not want to have any recollection of the my past world so it was really just about um reacting to everything as it is like I've never memorized this script it was about me never like taking it in like I knew what was going to happen next everything was a blank uh, space so I think probably the reason why uh, people feel as though it was very raw and like on the spot in the moment is because I didn't even uh, I didn't even know who Anna Cobb was at that moment it was a complete state of mind and it was thanks to Jane. She prepared me for it a long time in advance. So yeah. okay. All right, Jane. So talk talk about it from you know from your perspective because again, you know, you'll you know, you'll do a take and then you go, ah, I just want just this little other thing here. So so talk about how you, you know, how, how you work with Anna on that front. We just found a common language and a common understanding of the character. And I tried really hard to give her a lot of space and freedom to make it her own and to fill in blanks that like I didn't want filled in even in my own brain. Um, we worked incredibly hard and it was to me the most important part of the entire process were those like literally months that we spent talking about each scene, rehearsing so that when we did get to set, like we would know it so well that we could just you know, be so versatile and, and, and will, you know, like we had it memorized, so we didn't need to have it memorized. You know, it was, it was, it was so 
second nature by that point that we were able to like experiment and find new fun, exciting things. And, you know, I think that's why it feels so subtle. And, you know, it's also just because Anna is incredibly, incredibly talented and, you know, like wise beyond her years and her psychological understanding of the character was wise beyond her years, but also just her craft and her ability to channel, you know, something that I think actors go their whole life trying trying to find and she's like it's just in her you know she's like the she's the full package she's like an incredibly hard dedicated worker and it just her natural gift is incredible thank you jade god bless you jade jade let me tell you something the reason i was able to act good is because i was able to be vulnerable and i was able to show sides of myself that everybody kind of feels uncomfortable showing because jane is the most open-minded kind person you have ever met in your fucking life i love jane thank you jane I guess we're allowed to curse on a podcast called uh, Bitch Talk, right? Yeah, of course. Yes. Oh, are I'm you sorry. kidding? We, no, I'm don't be. We the welcome, more the merrier. We welcome yeah. the swearing. Yeah, thank you. And and I just, yeah, on, on the coattails of that, Anna, just really a fearless performance. And I did not miss anyone else on screen. I, I was happy to have just be watching you and, it was, and, and zoom, zoomed in on everything you were doing. And, and I think... Your, your brave performance, as you said, was a reflection of Jane's brave directing. And, and even from the start, I'd like to talk about funding. You know, you, you, you talk about wanting to make a film for yourself and your friends. And we talk all the time about these gatekeepers, these Hollywood gatekeepers, you know, that won't let you in. And, and I would love for our listeners to hear how you made this film and how important it was for you to, to stay true to your vision and not have to answer to those gatekeepers. You know, it was the idea from the beginning, going back half a decade almost, when I started working up the courage to think about making my first film. Um, I've been a part of the film world for a long time. You know, I've worked in the industry, I've produced projects, I've collaborated with a lot of different filmmakers who've gone on to make films of all kinds and films of all budget sizes. Um, And I just thought about everything I had learned and the experiences that I had seen a lot of friends have on their first film, I also thought a lot about like my personality and the kind of work that I could make where I really thought that creatively I would be able to thrive. And, um, you know, from the very long before I put a single word on the page, I sort of, I wouldn't call them limitations, but I set out to write a film that I knew I wouldn't have to compromise on that. Like, and thankfully we didn't end up in this position, but that in a world where I really needed to, I would probably be able to do that thing where I just like bought a nice lens from my cell phone, brought a couple friends out into the woods and and made a movie. Um, This is not that version of the movie. Thankfully we did find funders to help us make it bigger. And, you know, I think better than that version would have been. Um, But I, I wanted to not act out of fear because I've just seen it happen, you know, where you write something really personal and some really confident person tells you it's not commercial or that you need to cast this type of person or that it needs this sort of ending. Um, I wanted to make something from like the heart and from the gut. And, um, and so, you know, the process of actually finding the money, we got really lucky. And um, I did this thing that I've done once or twice before in my life where I just write a lot of humiliating emails to anyone who's ever been nice to me. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Same. Yep. Same. (laughs) We all know the feeling. Yes. Anyone who's anyone who's ever said something nice about my work I sent an email that was basically just like hey I have this thing we're looking for money uh we um you know like we that doesn't mean I need money from you but do you know anyone who knows anyone who knows anyone you know uh, this eventually led us to um 
two people who've become like two of my closest friends through the making of this movie um, who run a production company called Dweck Productions, which is, you know, young and just starting out, but run by people who are like completely trustworthy and did nothing but support me emotionally and creatively and yes, financially. Um, and really gave me this like dream experience of like getting to make a movie without having to worry about all of the other stuff. You know, they created this safe space and bubble and, you know, that let us make a movie that I think is as special as it is. Well, you know, I think the film is such a natural progression uh, for you, for the, for both the, the, the films that you promoted in the past and the films that you, you, you know, the, the, the projects and films that you've been involved in, in the past. Um, and, and, and I could not give it a higher compliment by saying that, that it's a natural progression. Thank you, Brian. Uh, That's so sweet. No, and, and, and I also want to say, because you know, we need to wrap up, but, I, but I, I have to mention this, that watching the film, uh, Anna, I had in my mind that I had not seen a debut like this or an introduction um, of, of an actor or an actress um, since Elliot Page in Heart Candy. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, 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 and to that, I can't, you know, I, you know that, that's, that's the highest praise that I could give. Um, so, so God, congratulations. God bless you, John. That, that is, that is the highest praise. You, I don't deserve that praise, but thank you. That is, that is beautiful. Well, I'm going to remember you, that. Anna, you do deserve that praise. I mean, and, it's, well, Anna's sick. Anna tells me to like stop complimenting her, but I can't stop because it's like, I just, the amount that she put into this, uh, you know, like I remember when we first cast her off of like one audition, I was showing it to filmmaker friends and everyone I showed it to was just like, do you know how lucky you got finding this person? Absolutely. Really yeah. Compelling as hell. I mean, it's just really, really good. And, and again, uh, the film is we're all going to the World's Fair and anybody watching this interview, if you get a chance to go to the World's Fair via this movie, please do. <laughs> Um, again, we've been talking to uh, the, the director, Jane Schoenbrunn. We've been talking to Anna Cobb. Uh, congratulations on Sundance. And thank you both for taking time to be on our show. Thank, thank you, you all. so much. Thank you guys so much. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions. 